It is the month of December, the last month of the year. Everybody just got their Spotify wrapped the other week, so I thought it'd be fun to do my dating 2023 wrapped. But before I get into that, I want to share some feedback from last week's episode. So last week, I gave you tips on hacking your dating profile, do's and don'ts, especially things regarding the photos. And I posted on Instagram asking for input from the men and from the women on things that persons of the opposite sex should and should not do. So I want to read some of their responses before we get into the topic, which I don't know if it's much of a topic. It's really just me. Um, But I think it's fun to hear other people's dating experiences. And that's part of why I wanted to create this podcast, I think. It's nice to hear from people who are kind of in the thick of it with you and um, comparing like their ups and downs with your own ups and downs. Not in like a competitive way, but just sort of like, oh yeah, I can totally relate to that. All right, so let's hear first from the gentleman. A little bit of feedback on things that the ladies should not be doing on their dating profiles. All right, so here are some of the don'ts that the guys say. Um, one is that they they should not have only photos in groups of people. Yes, this is very important. We love playing games, but nobody's on a dating app to play Where's Waldo. Another don't is when somebody says, I'm an open book or uses more emojis than words. Yeah, this is like, you have to put thought into your profile. When you, when you say things like, just ask me whatever you want to ask me or I'm an open book. That doesn't give people anything to form a connection on. Um, We're not here to play guess who or um, 20 questions. Like, give them something. It's like fishing, okay? (laughs) Like, you got to put the bait on there. And in in this case, the bait is just something about you that another person might be able to latch on to and connect with. And then another guy said, don't sound too demanding. We don't want to think you want to control us before we even meet you. That's a great point. I, I see this. I've seen this with, with with guys too in their profiles where like, especially on Catholic Match, there's a place where you can describe your ideal match. And when people like get so specific on that, it is actually kind of off-putting, um, especially when people say things that are really obvious. Like when you say, I don't want someone who lies or is a cheater. It's like, well, duh. You also don't want someone who's a dead body, but like when you say those things, when you kind of frame it in the negative, it, it just makes it sound like you've you've sort of been burned, um, and it doesn't make you sound like a very inviting person. So, you know, say a few qualities that you really look for, that's fine, um, but don't have this laundry list of demands. Um, a couple things that the guys say that the ladies should do. One is put plenty of pictures that actually show what you look like and don't hide. I think that's important. Your photos should be relatively up-to-date. Don't don't sort of try to conceal. You know, this is like people will sometimes do this where it's like maybe there's a part of your body that you you know aren't super pleased with and so you kind of will try to conceal it or or something like that and it's like the goal of the dating app is to meet the person. Okay? So they're going to whatever it is, they're going to see it. So better to not let them be surprised in a negative way when they meet you. I mean, I, you know, we all have things about ourselves that that we don't love. Um, I saw a, a meme the other day that said, the right guy will love your nose. So if there's something you're insecure about, 
don't 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 hide it. Don't be sort of deceptive or strategic. Just show up as your authentic self in your photos. Okay. Um, another thing guy says is respond to sincere messages with authenticity and effort. Yeah, I think that's great. One one of the big complaints I hear from guys is that girls just give really lame responses um, to messages. Uh, one-word responses or just don't really engage. And it's like, listen, you don't have to respond to someone that you're not interested in, but if you are going to respond, like actually, you know, put some effort into it. Another guy says, have photos of themselves doing something, or this is a do, but I guess it's sort of a don't as well. He says, have photos of themselves doing something besides drinking alcohol. Yeah, again, if this is like your one snapshot to make an impression and all your pictures involve you drinking, you might be a totally temperate person, but what's the message it's kind of sending? And then I thought this was interesting. A guy actually said, well, I'm assuming this is a guy. It's kind of hard to tell from the username, but he said, continue to be picky. It shows you have standards. So there you go. I don't know if he's representative of the entire peanut gallery, but, you know, I, I think women are more apt to be selective, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I know that can be difficult for the guys because they feel like they keep trying and trying and trying, and every girl's like, no, 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 rejection, rejection, rejection. But it's, it's, it's a let, I guess it's a little better than being led on or having your time wasted or your money wasted. You know, I, I do think, you know, we'll talk about standards another time. You know, I, I think it's great to be open in the beginning, and then you kind of narrow it down as you get to know somebody. But anyways... Okay, now for some input from the ladies regarding do's and don'ts for the guys. So here are some don'ts. Don't take bathroom selfies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't say, I'm a simple man. Yeah, it's like, describe yourself. Um, Other don'ts, don't be sexually forward or risque in the dating app messages. Yes, that is a major red flag. Um, it's probably more common to happen on secular dating apps, but I, I mean, me and other women I've talked to have had guys be really kind of inappropriate on Catholic Match or like inappropriate, but in a semi-chaste way. Like I remember the literally the first message, message I ever got when I first made a profile and I don't know if it was spam because it really came in quickly, but this guy was like, sent me some message, like this long message and he's like, you're pretty and would you ever want to cuddle and maybe kiss a little too? And I'm like, sir, What? <laughs> Do I know you? Um, pass. Um, other don'ts. Don't ask on a date in the very first message. Too forward. Yeah, girls, we appreciate the art of subtlety. We really, it's important for women to be able to build trust with a guy. Um, I think in terms of like gender imbalance, like women certainly have to be more concerned about their safety and it's not like inherently bad to just in your first message be like, hey, you seem really cool. Do you want to grab drinks sometimes? Like there's nothing inherently bad about that. It's not like the same thing as when somebody just sends you an initial message that says, hey, would you want to make out sometime? But we like to establish some rapport. We like to get to know you. Um, it, it, that can just kind of make girls freeze up a little bit. Um, don't hide their eyes behind sunglasses or refuse to smile. Yep, talked about that last week. Um, and then one more thing somebody said. Um, don't define what you're looking for in the negative. It comes off as cynical and snobby. Yeah, that's exactly like what, what another guy said um, regarding the ladies. You, you see guys and they'll be like, don't message me if you blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, we get it. Like you want to make yourself sound a little more friendly. And then lastly, a couple things that the, the, the ladies said that the guys should do. You, you can see that 
more women respond to these than men. Um, <laughs> someone said smile more, which I, I, I love that. It's so true. And it's sort of funny because, like, there's this sort of stereotype about, like, a man catcalling a woman and saying, like, hey, baby, why don't you smile or something like that. And it's it, – there's nothing, like, inherently wrong about telling someone to smile. But, again, it's kind of the uh, the subtext there. But, like, when women are telling men to smile on their profile, there's not, this is not, like, a subtext. It's not, like, a cat call. Like, actually smile. Like, you look – again, I told you, women can have a guard up when it comes to dating because we're looking to make sure that we'll feel safe. And a smile just makes you look warm and inviting. Another do, please try to make your profile substantial. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've seen guys, especially on on Hinge, where, I mean, yeah, you do have a limited character count, but but it'll be like – I go crazy for food or just like these one word answers. Give them some bait. Um, And then lastly, here's another do, and this is great. Ask a female loved one to help them edit their dating profile, especially regarding photos. Yes. (laughs) Bring some other eyes into the picture. Don't do it alone. Women will be able to tell you how you'll be perceived by women. So if you have a sister, if you have a cousin or a female friend that you trust, just get their feedback. They would be happy to do it. Okay, now let's get into my 2023 dating wrapped. All right, so I need to give a disclaimer here. In my mind, the ideal dating wrapped would say, you went on one date with one guy and you really liked him, so you went on a second date, a third date, and a fourth date. And then you guys decided that you really actually liked each other. You decided to become an exclusive couple and then you dated and then you dated for a few months, maybe a whole year. And then, you know, you got engaged and then you're planning a wedding. Like that is the ideal dating wrapped. Okay. It is not about quantity. So when I talk to you a little bit about my my dates this year, dates in the plural, that is not a flex in my book. I am not like, oh, look at me. Look at all these dates I got. No, I do not want to go on dates, plural. I don't I do not want to date guys, plural. I want one man. That is it. Um, and when I find him, I will squeeze him so hard that he can never run away. Just kidding. But but no, I mean, it's it's not meant to make anyone feel insecure or for me to be like bragging. Truly, 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 I want the number to be one. Okay. But anyways, let me give you some uh, some fast facts about my dating history this year and then um, give a little more detail towards the end. So I have a little, uh, I made a Google Doc so I can keep track of this. <laughs> this will be seen by nobody. Um, all right. This year, so what I, I, one more thing. What I'm doing is, I mean, it's, it's only December, but we're just going to exclude the month of December and we're just going to say like, kind of like December of 2022 to November of 2023. So 12 months, but we're just going to exclude this month. Okay. Anyways. So this year I went on 15 dates with a total of nine men. The youngest was 29. The oldest was 36. The shortest was five foot five. And the tallest was six foot four. The closest guy lived about 10 minutes away. Uh, more or less the same area. Uh, the furthest guy lived about three and a half hours away. Um, the majority of the guys lived more than an hour away, though. Four guys I met through Hinge. Four guys I met through Catholic Match. And one guy I met through Instagram. Instagram is kind of like a low-key dating app. Like, if you play your cards right, you can make it work. Seven of these guys were Catholic. 
One was going through the process of RCAA, so he was on his way to becoming a full Catholic, and then one guy was Protestant but was not really practicing. Now, something interesting that happened this year, and this is this has never happened before, but I somehow went out with a highly educated group of men this year. Five of these men had doctorates. Two had JDs, so they were lawyers. One was a medical doctor. Two were more on the academic side of things. Um, and one guy was almost done with his PhD. And as soon as people hear that, they're going to be like, Okay, so did you marry all of them? Like, how could it not work with some of the PhD? We'll get there. Um, I also, though, went out with um, the first, I think the first guy I've dated who was like more of a um, blue-collar trade kind of guy. (laughs) Honestly, after the doctors, I was like, maybe I need a blue-collar man um, because these doctors aren't cutting it. But yeah, that's in terms of occupation. The The other guys who, you know, I think like, engineer, that kind of thing, whatever, government, you know. Okay, so that's a little bit about the men. Let's talk about the dates. So nine first dates, five second dates, and just one third date. One of the first dates was drinks. Two of the first dates were coffee. Two of the first dates were lunch. And then three of the first dates were dinner. And one was like, we went to an art gallery, actually, and then we got food afterwards. I'm actually a big fan of the low-key first date. Like, coffee, drinks, I think is a great first date. The tough thing is that if I were to get on Catholic Match and then set the radius to, like, 25 miles, there would be, like, one person there. If I were to get on Hinge and set the radius for 15 miles, there'd be tons of people. And, And, you know, I could filter by Catholic and it would get a lot smaller, but then, like, probably very few would be actually practicing Catholic. So when you kind of put that at the forefront, it does force you into distance a bit more. And that's, like, the tough thing is, like, if a guy's going to drive, you know, two and a half hours to see you for a first date, like you don't want to just meet for coffee because it just kind of he's making a big investment to come see you. And so that's why I definitely recommend a lot of pre-dates, you know, FaceTimes, virtual, virtual sort of things to like get the rapport going because that's a lot to like drive two and a half hours to meet somebody and then like you have no idea how it's going to go. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm like debating if I should share this, but of the five second dates that I went on, Three of them kissed me. Um, In my opinion, a second date is a little early for a kiss. I guess it kind of depends on how much you are, like, really vibing. But, like, it's hard to really get to know somebody within two dates, especially if there's not a ton of, like, video chatting or phone calls in between. Sometimes it happens where, like, you just, like, going in for a hug goodbye and then they just, like, plant one on you. You're like, oh, okay. And that's usually what happens. And... I have decided now that I want to preemptively tell um, men that I would really prefer not to kiss them until I'm in a relationship with them. Like, to me, a kiss is a sign of familiarity and affection. I don't want it to just be a, like, this is what we do um, because we've gone on some dates. Like, like I would prefer there to be exclusivity there. Um, I'm not, like, accusing these guys of, you know, me tooing me or anything. It's, you know, it was, like, a very mild kiss I don't know if that's the right term but like yeah I don't I don't love that um and I think I talked about this in one of my posts like earlier in the year where I just sort of feel like sometimes I sort of know it's coming and I'm too cowardly to be just be like hey I'd prefer not to kiss until xyz and then I just like let it happen to like avoid the awkwardness um and then I'm like "Mm." yeah so I don't know what to say about that um 
Okay. And none of these men were introduced to anybody that I know, which shouldn't be surprising since the furthest anyone got was a third date. Okay, so let's talk about why none of these worked out. Why am I not in a relationship? Great. So, okay, so like I said, nine guys. Seven I ended it with, two ended it with me. Um, We'll start with the ones that I ended it with first. So generally speaking, the broad reason was just that like, I didn't really feel like we clicked. Like I didn't really feel like I was super attracted to them. Like I didn't feel like I was excited to see them again. It was just sort of like, meh. This is a struggle for me because it's always like, how many dates do you go on before you break it off if you're not feeling it? Like if someone, like obviously if someone has does something objectively wrong, then it's like goodbye. But if there's something bad, but it's not like amazing, I still don't know in my experience, like how much to keep going. And the part of the problem with for me is like, like I said, with distance, there's usually some investment, you know, it's not just like they live in your same town and it can be a little more almost casual. It's like, People are putting in miles to come see you and they're putting in money too. Like that that can be expensive. And so I struggle with like wanting to like the balance between giving it a fair shot versus like not wasting someone's time and money. All right. To get into a little more specifics, um, <laughs> some of these are maybe a little more superficial. Others are more substantial. Please don't judge me. I'm trying to do my best. One guy I just really did not like after the first date because – I don't know. He like reminded me of sort of like that class president vibe where he talked very fast and he was very like networky. But like I just was like, it just did not feel like a conversation. So that was a no. Another guy that I went on two dates with, like, and this is where I've I'm starting to trust my instincts more where like you kind of pick up on something and you're like, that was a little weird, but like you let it go and then you sort of see what happens. So like this guy, like our first date, you know, it was generally fine. He did make a comment to me like, oh, I bet you get a lot of dates, which like isn't a negative comment. But like I said something in response, like, I mean, you know, I, I go on a fair amount of dates, but like not as many relationships or I, I can't remember exactly what I said. Something like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I get out asked like a decent amount and he's like oh like how many times like he was like get trying to get details I'm like dude this is our first date like why are you trying to get my whole dating history it was just kind of weird but then on the second date we I think we were talking a little bit about like maybe like deal breakers or something along those lines and uh I can't I can't remember what I said to be to be honest um but I'm sure it was like pretty generic uh and then I you know returned the question to him and like the second thing he said was like referring to a woman's body count and I was like I mean, yeah, but that's a weird thing to say, again, on a second date, because it sounds like you're trying to feel me out, like feel out like what's my past. I could do a whole rant about the body count thing. The The most annoying thing to me about it is that I think it's reductive because a person can be a virgin and still not have the virtue of chastity. Like they could be struggling with pornography or like other sorts of things. And it's like, so it's, it doesn't give you a full picture of someone's, like, chastity, but also somebody can have a past and then totally convert and be the other way. And so I just think it's a reductive way to to view somebody, and um, it gives me the ick. Uh, but anyways, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk more about these sort of red pill talking points at some point. Okay, another guy, 
was kind of acting so like we went on our first date and it was like fine and then we were sort of texting you know in between like getting ready for a second date and he was sending me some pictures this is okay <laughs> let me tell you women are FBI level detectives we are sleuths okay and, and again I think this somewhat goes back to the safety thing where it's like you're trying to feel out if a guy is safe and so you're sort of you're, you're, you're not leaving any stone unturned. So especially when you get sort of like an off vibe and you're trying to like verify things. So this guy is like sending me, like we were talking about our weekend, like what'd you do, blah, blah. He like sent me a picture of his dog and said so like they went on a hike. And me being the sleuth that I am, I downloaded the picture, saved it to my camera roll and saw that the picture was from a year ago. And I'm like, why are you, I mean, like either so either you're you're it just was sketchy like why are you sending me a picture acting like it's from today or yesterday and it's like a year old picture um and then like late like later on like a few days later he said like said something else about his dog and like sent me another picture and I did the same thing I downloaded it it was like a month old and so I even asked him I was like oh is this from today and he's like yeah and I'm like no it's not so uh, you just you know, it's a dumb thing to lie about. Like, well, why are you sending me old pictures, especially of your dog? It was just weird. So I just sort of was like, mm, I changed my mind. Like, I, was, I wasn't going to call him out on the photos thing because you don't know what somebody's going to say back to you. Um, also, if he's a sneaky boy, I don't, <laughs> I don't want him to just become a better, a better liar, you know. So, um, okay. Another guy... So, so two guys, this is a situation I've run into many times where, like, based on their profile and their photos and the way we're messaging, so, like, we have not had any face-to-face, I'm like, he's perfect, he's the one, this is going to be amazing. And, like, I set my expectations super high, and then when I meet him, I'm like, you're not at all what I thought you were going to be like. So, like, one guy I was really excited to meet, and immediately it was no. He, this is where I sound like I'm on Seinfeld or something, but he had this very high-pitched voice. And, and it wasn't like I liked everything about him in person but his voice. Like, I, it, our personalities didn't really mesh at all. It was, like, very small-talky. Like, we were not clicking at all. But the, the voice, I was just like, this just is the, the final nail in the coffin. I just can't, I can't do this. Um, I'm sorry. Um, and then the other guy, again, thought he was going to be totally perfect. And he showed up definitely like a bit heavier and a bit balder than his pictures. And I was kind of like, uh. so I wasn't like super attracted to him, but I was, but like, I was like, you know, let me s- still like see how it goes. And like, we definitely had a lot in, like in common, like definitely a lot to talk about. Um, like definitely somebody I could be friends with, but he also like cussed a lot like, even on a first date, I'm like, dude's dropping F-bombs on the first date. Like, it's just kind of, I don't know. Like, you're trying to suss out their character, too. And not that, like, cussing is the worst thing in the world. But you just kind of think, you know, well, if that's what he's doing on the first date, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, I think I cut it off with him after the second date. And then, let's see, did I get everybody? Um, oh, okay, okay. So... Then there was a guy who was just very awkward and was a little bit down on himself and he talked so fast and I think he was very nervous but it just was like 
I don't know. That's tough, you know? It wasn't just, it, like, again, these things, like, I'm, I'm kind of reducing it to one thing. Like, it's never just one thing. It's always, like, a cluster of things that kind of makes it a no. But, like, it was just sort of, like, very awkward. Um, and then one more guy who I went with two dates with, like, he was probably the one guy where I was, like, I would totally be friends with you at the very least. Like, we had similar senses of humor. Like, we could definitely talk. Um, I definitely enjoyed like, having conversations with him, and it was very, like, natural. He's one of the ones that kissed me on the second date where I was kind of like, uh-oh, like, I think he's, like, further along feelings-wise than I am. And he also lived pretty far away. Like, I think he was the one who lived, like, three and a half hours away. And and he wasn't, like, he was definitely a good guy, but I don't think he was super, super practicing his faith. But I was kind of like, I don't know, it was sort of like uh, like, again, a cluster of things where it's like, I kind of think the distance was, like, the final nail, but it was, like, okay, like, we're vibing, but I'm not totally sure I'm attracted to you. You're definitely a good guy, but I'm not sure you're, like, totally, like, sold on your faith, and you live, like, super far away, which kind of makes it a big investment, which this might just be really the reason why I'm single is because it's hard to invest early on. I think that's the thing is it's, like, I understand that relationships, of course, require work and sacrifice and all of that. But it's like, how much do you put in when you're just, when you're not even sure if you like the person in that way. When you're not even sure if you see it going beyond a friendship. It's like, how much time and money do you invest? And I don't know. Especially in like, I, I really, really have a hard time rejecting people. Like, it really just tears me up inside. I, I, I avoid it. Um... I hate doing it, but it's like, I'm kind of like, well, I guess it's better to reject someone now than later. And then obviously like later your feelings could change and you could grow to, to like them more. But I don't know. This is, this is my perpetual dilemma is it's just like, how long do you give it before it's, it's a no? Because a lot of times you're not rejecting someone for objectively bad reasons. You're not like, so, yeah, sometimes someone is a jerk or rude or, or suspicious or whatever, but a lot of times they're a genuinely good person and you just don't feel like you can get there romantically with them. Um, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's close with the two guys that rejected me. Um, so one of them was, was very, very nice. We went on two dates, like really great guy. His kind of reason was distance. You know, sometimes we give people the, the most palatable reason. So there could have been other reasons. He could have just not been feeling it, not been attracted to me, whatever. But like, no, no hard feelings. Like, I have nothing bad to say about him. Hopefully, he has nothing bad to say about me. But it's just kind of like, okay, uh, moving on. And then the other guy is the saga, which some of you know as Red Pill Randy. And much has already been written about Red Pill Randy because, boy, was he a case study. I, I want to be careful because I don't want to, like, just tear somebody to shreds. But it's sort of like the... The way things were going versus the way they ended. Like, I kind of started out, I wasn't sure about him from his profile. Like, I could tell he was a good-looking guy, or at least from his pictures. And there was definitely a lot of good things about him. But he had a few things on there where I was kind of like, I don't know. And that's where I, that's why he has the name Red Pill Randy. Because at first I thought he was, like, super Red Pill guy. Like, he had something on there about, like, wanting a aspiring stay-at-home mom. Which is, like, great. Like, I definitely do aspire to be that. But when you hear a guy saying that on his dating profile, you kind of go, okay, are you 
like super, super trad or are you sort of like super red pill where it's like women must not work outside of the home? Um, are you controlling? Like you just are like looking for those reading between the lines things. So I was a little unsure about him, but I, I was kind of like, well, you know, you can't just fully judge someone by their profile. I've thought that a guy was going to be perfect based on his profile and then didn't really like him. So let's give this a shot. And then the first time we talked on the phone, I was like, oh, I really like him. Actually, he's like, came across super kind, like really thoughtful. Um, and then our first time FaceTiming, I was like, oh, he's like really good looking. Like, because, you know, I'd sort of been semi, semi-catfished semi a little bit. And so I was like, okay, he looks like his pictures. That's good. So I'm kind of like optimistic. You know, our first two dates seemed to go well. We were like talking a lot in between. I definitely did bring up like the dating profile thing to kind of be like, what's your deal? And we had like interesting discussions about it. I think we were generally on the same page. You know, at the very least, it didn't seem like a a total impasse. And I kind of had though this like sort of nagging thought in the back of my head where I was like, and this is weird. This is like the Holy Spirit because I, I'd never, even even though this probably could be true about other guys, maybe it's because I wasn't as into them in the beginning, but like I kind of had this thought where I'm like, I don't, I was, it's going to sound weird when I say it, but I was like, I don't know that he really has like the fire of the Holy Spirit in him. Like, I don't know that he's really like, I got the sense that he's very much like maybe has the natural virtues, but not the supernatural virtues, like goes to church because that's what like good and conservative people do, but it wasn't like sold out for Christ for lack of a better term. But I was just sort of like tucking that away in the back of my mind. And I was also like, you know what? There's a lot of really wacky religious people out there. So that's not actually the worst thing in the world. So then we have like our our third date and it's like we're, we're I feel like we're really progressing like I'm like this could potentially be a relationship. Like I have not actually been on a third date in a while. Uh this is still going well. So like you know, we'll see what happens. And then like he like asked if he could kiss me at the end of the night and I said yes. And he's like kissing me. And then I'm kind of like, you know, sort of like trying to pump the brakes a little bit. I'm like, okay, like it's only a third date, you know. Um, and like sent him home, I guess, like around 1030 at night. Kind of thinking like we had spent the whole day together. Like he had come down, I think around like, I don't know, like two in the afternoon. We had like gone to a winery. We had gone to dinner. I invited him. Maybe this was my mistake, but I invited him back in for a little bit to like have a cup of coffee and this is always a weird thing where it's like when a guy's driving a far way to see you, you want to be hospitable, but you also don't want to give the wrong impression. But anyways, you know, um, that, that's another thing I'm not doing again until I'm in a relationship is inviting somebody to my house. And then like we talked a few days later and he was like, "You, I thought you sent me home kind of early. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like hurt your feelings. I just sort of was like, okay, like we spent the whole day together. I was kind of tired. You know, we'd had drinks like you know, didn't want things to go, you know, any, you know, any further in a physical way. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is where the bomb was dropped. This is where the record scratched. And I was like, what? He, he said, he was like, I just think that making out is a really important part of a relationship. I was like, excuse me? Like, is this high school? You think that making out is a really important part of a relationship? Like, I would have been significantly less shocked, honestly, if you just said, I think sex is a really important part of a relationship. But it would have said, like, yeah, I mean, I agree, but, like, you know, not till marriage. Um, or if he had said, like, broadly, like, I think physical, you know, physical connection is important. I've been like, okay, but, like, you know, 
got to keep it down, you know, to a certain a certain barometer here. I don't know if I said that right. Certain temperature, whatever. Um, <laughs> and it was like a weird disconnect. And then it's like gotten this discussion about marriage and like intimacy and marriage, which was like, oh, I should have just hung up the phone at this point. But like he... I'm I'm not gonna even say more than I than I've already said. Like I think I talked about it on my Instagram page. If you want to go back and find that, but like I was just like, who are you? <laughs> like, you know, like I think you can sort of get away with making out in high school, but like once you're in your 30s, like it's kind of like all or nothing, in my opinion. So you gotta sort of you gotta sort of keep it together, uh, so to speak, if you're trying to make it to the altar. Um, and so we were just really kind of like end that discussion and was just sort of like, well, I guess <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I hope he never hears this. Um, luckily, I, I don't think I've given away any biographical information, but like he was like, I guess we have a lot to pray about. It's <laughs> like, I guess we do. And then he texted me the next morning being like, like ending it and being like, I think I would feel hurt, you know? And I'm like, What? It's just weird to me, okay? It's weird that he, like, billed himself as being, like, this very Catholic guy. And then he ended it with me because I was, like, I don't think we should just be, like, making out for hours at a time. Like, that's just not a good thing. Because, like, I, I mean, you know, people have sort of different physical boundaries. But, like, I know, I know people who have married guys who were not even of the same belief that you should save sex for marriage but they were like willing to do that for the other person so I feel like if you're really interested in somebody and they have a stronger physical boundary than you like okay you know just I I don't I don't see why you can't acquiesce to that like it's not like it's a permanent thing so that was just bizarre to me uh like I was like hurt for like a day and then I was just like what this is so weird (laughs) Who are you? You're a grown man. And I guess that's all I have to say about that. So that's my dating wrapped. I I didn't go on any dates in November. I think by early October, I was just done. It's like, we're done. We're done. We're done. I like my life. I like my job. I like my dog. I like my house. I like my family. I like my podcast. I like Jesus. We're done. Um, So that is unfortunately how things tend to go for me. It's like, I'll have a few months of dating and then I'll be like, we're done. And then, you know, a few months will go by and be like, oh, I'll get back out there and do a few free months. And I'm like, we're done. So that is why I say it's not a flex that I had nine suitors this year. I only want one, but I want to like them and I want them to be a good person. And that's pretty much it. All right. Take a quick break and we'll jump into the mailbag. All right, somebody asked, what is the inspiration and motivation for both your Instagram and your podcast? I just really wanted to connect with people who are in the same sort of stage of life as me. Um, I love my friends, but most of them are on their third child. And most of them didn't really have to, like, brave the dating scene too heavily the way that I have, have been at it for several years. And so I just wanted people who could relate to the bizarreness of this. And then I also just want to encourage other people because I think that's the number one thing that singles struggle with is just discouragement and like giving up. And, um, we, we shouldn't do that. Um, hard things are worth pursuing. 
Um, somebody asked, do you believe in God's plan concerning soulmates in marriage? That's an interesting question. I'm not sure exactly what you mean, but I think they're asking if I believe in soulmates or if I think that like God's plan includes soulmates. I, I It depends on what you mean by soulmate. Like I believe in finding a soulmate in the sense that you need to have like a soul connection. Song of Songs says, I found the one whom my soul loves. You need to have somebody who you connect on, on the deepest level. So if, if, that, if that's what you mean by soulmate, I 100% believe in soulmates. Do I believe that there's only one person in the planet for you who is, is your soulmate? No, I definitely do not believe that. One, just because some people have more than one spouse. Like they marry and then their spouse dies and they marry again. And both of those people they could have had a very deep soul connection with. I do believe, you know, this is interesting. Like how does this relate to God's providence? I, I wonder this all the time. Like does God have someone in mind for me? And I'm just like, kind of doing the runaround until I find that person or till, till we like our paths cross? Or is it really just like, you know, just as like when I go to um, the grocery store and I'm picking out what I want to eat, like what are my preferences? What's my price range? What's, what am I hungry for? Blah, blah, blah. Like, is it more like that where I'm just picking out somebody who fits what I'm looking for and then they also choose me because I'm what they're looking for? I don't really know. That's a deep question. And then lastly, somebody asked... How has your dating journey changed your view of marriage? I thought a lot about this question because I'm not positive that dating has changed my view of marriage. Other than the fact that I look at married people and I'm like, wow, y'all re- y'all really found somebody. Like, you make it look easy. <laughs> um, and, and I guess, like, it makes me view marriage differently maybe in the sense where I'm like, well, it's not a guarantee. And I have to kind of assimilate that into my relationship with God and my perception of God. Like, how does it work where God, like something is good and it's good in God's eyes and it's blessed by God, but it's also not guaranteed. So I think that's all I can say right now on that question. Um, Yeah, it maybe makes marriage just seem a little bit further off and less likely and more miraculous if it does happen. But I I don't know if I have like fundamental, it's fundamentally changed my view of marriage. It it does, I do become more irritated when people give a very romanticized view of marriage where they're like, everything's perfect. And you're like, okay, are we, have we, have we achieved the beatific vision? (laughs) It's just perfect. I don't know. I, 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 I actually do have a tendency towards idealizing things and wanting things to be perfect and hoping for things to be perfect. And so maybe in some ways dating, um, because I have found it difficult, has made me try to be more realistic about my expectations for marriage. All right. Well, that is all that we have for today. Thanks again for listening. Don't hate me. But do give your feedback. I solicit feedback variously on Instagram. You can also DM. You can call or text the hotline. And that number is 571-348-4132. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.